John Barkin here from Winning Post. This is the preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday, March 5. Joining me as usual, Joel Marshall and Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, uh, it's one of those things, one of those quirks of the Australian calendar, organised as it is by states rather than nationally, and we've got both our big autumn guineas races on the one day, the Rambler Guineas at Rambler, the Australian Guineas at Flemington, and uh, Profondo, the one of the real boom horses of Australian racing has defected from Rambrick with the uh, very likely wet track there has come to Flemington. Is that, does that tip the, uh, tip the scales in favour of the Flemington race as far as, uh, as far as a better race goes for you? Yeah, look, I think probably does give it that little bit of extra spice and, and probably the upper hand in terms of overall depth of the field. Um, interesting because the, Bureau of Meteorology, I know we can never bank on them, but uh, just looking at uh, today's upgraded, updated for, uh, forecast for Saturday, they're predicting nearly 35 mils now during the um, in Melbourne on Saturday. So they might have made their trip down here for nothing. Um, we know Flemington's a great track. It can mop up the rain and who knows if all that'll come. But if it does, well, we might be playing on a wet deck anyway. Um, but it's such an intriguing race, the, the Australian Guineas at Flemington, of course, now with Profondo joining Hitotsu. We've got the two favourites at the top of the market, both first up over the 1,600 metres. So there's plenty of question marks. They're both very good, but they're going to need to be. Well, that's right. No one's ever done it before. In Sydney, uh, meanwhile, Dan, uh, it's not just the Guineas that's uh, the attraction. We've got another group, one in the Canterbury Stakes, although... Is a defection from that as well in uh, Zaki coming to Melbourne for the Blamey instead. Um, but uh, we've also got Nature Strip versus Eduardo. How does the uh, how does the vet likely wet track uh, affect that? The prospect of that race. Yeah, does it bring um, like a few other horses into the race? We know Nature Strip quite a gun on a wet track, as is as Eduardo, and that's it's probably a little bit of the reason why the the uh, the market likes them so much and why it is essentially a race in two, but I don't think it's, um, I think there's a couple others who can, we'll touch on this later, who can certainly, you know, make their presence felt at least, but they, they too clearly are the, the gun sprinters and coming out of that lightning race, a hot lightning where they both um, ran very well, second and third behind home affairs. Um, intriguing little contest that, but yeah, I think the wet track sort of, um, I guess, plays into their favour a little bit over a couple of other horses in the field, considering their their deeds on it already. All righty. Well, we'll uh, go right through the black type at both venues, and we will start at Flemington, where the first of the black type races is race two. It is the Roy Higgins quality, 2,600-metre listed quality handicap. Joel? Yeah, no messing around here. Better the day for me, number five, Tiger, Tiger. Uh, very good to us in the bagot on New Year's Day got the cash they backed off him gave him a bit of a fresh and he came back to 2000 last time out and had the 61 kilos stuck near the inside i think it was just the perfect blowout he needed for this race where he drops down to 54 and a half and steps to 2600 i think he'll win for crystal pegasus the obvious danger he's been going great guns um he also gets a nice little weight drop three kilos off that win in that same race at flemington in for third number six playoffs uh Again, comes through that same race. I'm banking on that being the right form. And one future score. He's got a bit of class. His spring campaign was a little bit patchy, but his first run back wasn't too bad at the Valley. Keen on the five from four, six, and one. It's been good to me, this preparation, Crystal Pegasus. I'm going to stick him on top again here. Um, no, 
no great price, about even money, but look, he's hard to toss. I thought of the two wins, 2,000 metres. He's got to do it over a little bit further here, but um, he's got a bit, a bit of upside. What he's shown me, I think the rising trip won't help, but won't hurt. <clears throat> won't dive into the price, but he goes on top in this. The six playoffs, now he's one on... Um, who's definitely going to run out of trip. He's won over 2,500 metres before. His breeding suggests the further the better. And look, he's come back in pretty good all of this preparation. He's had the one win, three starts, but placed at Flemington behind Crystal Pegasus' last start uh, with 54 kilos on his back. And um, yeah, win at, a win at this sort of trip before. He's certainly in calculations. Uh, seven, Salto Angel. It doesn't win much as Philly. Only got a Werribee maiden to her name, but she um, looks quite... A classy staying type. She's been thereabouts uh, in weaker races as preparation over this sort of trip. It drops to 54 kilos here and um, we'll handle the trip. And in for fourth, I have the five at Tiger Tiger. Four on top of six, seven, and five. Crystal Pegasus for me too to beat Salto Angel, Tiger Tiger, and future score four, seven, five, and one. We go across to race four on the Flemington card on Saturday. It is the 30. Francis Tressidy stakes, 1,400 metres, uh, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares at Group 3 level. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with the six more profits. Hopefully the rain hasn't come uh, by this stage, because if it does, I'll be, um, yeah, won't certainly be as keen. She is a talented mare with a good turn of foot. She got a long way back in the Triske first up, and there was a race of little change. The tempo just didn't suit, but she did have the best last 200 of that race. Um, hopefully she can sit a little bit close. She is a get-back mare. Uh, she does prefer the firmer ground. She was scratched from the heavy last week. You know, soft will be okay for her. I think she's over the odds. And then I've got three horses all resuming as uh, as my dangers here. Four Zoo Dancer is a talented mare when right. I think kicking off at 1,400 suggests she's had enough work and is ready to go here fresh. Uh, in for third at number three, Suraleo Miss. She won her first three last prep. And then may have just come to the end of her campaign there during Cup Week. She was a bit plain there. And in for fourth, number five, Anavisto. A real talent when right. She can get the head up and sort of want to over-race at times. But uh, kicking off at 1,400, she did that last prep and beat all but Churath, which is a pretty good form line for Mare's grade. Six on top for me, though, from four, three, and five. Like one of the Sydney visitors down the bottom, uh, Joe Lay, the three-year-old filly, Look, she only just got the job done in a benchmark 72 first up at Canterbury um, after starting a pretty short favourite there. She then went to the Light Fingers, had a bit of su- support. I think she was 100 to 1 into sort of $21 um, the day of the race and uh, just tightened for room on the inside there. Um, couldn't quicken as well as some of the other classier fillies in the field did, but I thought she stuck on okay and worked okay to the line. I'm going to bet the rise and trip will certainly suit her. She has a wet track placing to Marzu on the CV, and that was after a slow start. Uh, third up, I think she's got quite a bit of upside, and um, I did like a couple of her wins in sort of New South Wales provincial level um, last preparation. So she's got a good good turn of foot. <coughs> um, just back in grade here a little bit after that run in the light fingers, I think will suit, and as, as with the rise of trip, as I mentioned. So quite keen on her. I think she's one of the better bets of the day, the 11. In for second, I got the four, I'm sorry, the five, Ana Visto. He resumes over 1,400 metres. It's a good kickoff point for him. Uh, for, sorry, good kickoff point for her. Second to Turath. First up, last preparation. That horse went on with it in the spring. 
Um, very consistent mare, Ana Visto. In for third, I have the two electric girl, fitted for the first up run. And in for fourth, <clears throat> I have the one quantum mechanic. 11 on top of five, two, and one. I've got Sterileo, Mr. Beat, Ana Visto, Maricana, and Electric Girl, 3, 5, 10. And two, a race five at Flemington is not a black type race, but it is a $750,000 race. It is the English Sprint 1,200 metres set weights and penalties for three-year-olds qualified for the English race series. Uh, Joel, over past likely to start a fairly warm favourite here. Uh and wet shouldn't worry, but uh, you found one to beat it. Yeah, huge prize money up for grabs here. Overpass looks the logical with his form, and you know under this weight scale, he should be uh, giving them. Well, you know some of them he should be giving nearly thirty kilos, but he's going to be very hard to beat. I just thought there was one horse that you know might be able to upset him, and he's a horse with a bit of upside. In number nine, Abel Willie. He said the two runs back from a spell, eleven hundred around Canterbury was a bit sharp for him but he really hit the line hard late and then he stayed at 1100 it was a fast run race there behind Mizzou he didn't you know he may have looked a little bit disappointing on face value there because he was favorite but I thought he was pretty good he's just looking for 1200 and hopefully he's ready to peak here third up for the big cash here's a gelding so um, wouldn't be surprised if this has been a real target rather than some of the uh, stakes races in Sydney, which uh, you know a lot of the Colts will be going for. So nine on top from one overpass, no knock on his form. That's excellent. Uh, in for third, number four, Sneaky Five. Talented girl, this. She won first up at 1,200 in the spring, then took on the Manicado. That was a bit, um, a bit hot for her, and she didn't have an ideal trip either. Uh, she can certainly run well. And I thought three daily bugle would sprint well fresh. His best is over a bit further but he's got a bit of class about him. Nine on top for me from one, four, and three. Quite keen on the one here overpass. Um, as you've mentioned, the suited at the weights, 59.5 kilos, considering his handicap of 105, um, far better than this field. Um, the, down the straight, he's run well in the Coolmore stud. Um, third up last preparation, finished sixth there at Home Affairs. He's come back in terrific order. Beat Forbidden Love first up. That horse was... I thought one of the wins of the day last weekend and then ran on well behind a pretty promise, a pretty promising, pretty smart horse and lost in running second up. So he's come back in good order to the straight, which he's as a touch on. He can, he has handled in the past and um, two for two on a wet track. If it does um, sort of get to those, <clears throat> if it start in a sort of a, a softer, heavy range. So <clears throat> ticks a lot of boxes over passing clearly on top for me. And for second, I got the, the four sneaky five, her two, First up runs have been excellent. Um, her only loss to date was in a manicado and wide. In for third, I have the 10 spell catcher. Um, I think it's quite a product promising gelding. He's she, gone close to winning two back and then nothing went right really last start as well. In for fourth, I have the nine, Abel Willie. But one hard to beat on top of four, 10 and nine. Uh, I too made overpass my best on the program to beat Sneaky Five. I've got well in sight. For Mitch Beer, unbeaten, backing up from last Sunday at Albury, thrown in the deep end here, and Abel Willie Giles tip fourth. So I've got one, four, 13, and nine. First leg of the quaddy at Flemington on Saturday, and this is a big race as well. It is a TAB blamey stake, 1,600 metres, weights and penalties at uh, Group 2 level. And for those that aren't in already, there is a berth in the All-Star Mile. Up for grabs here. 
and obviously a lot of intrigue added by the clear top rater, the very top-class import Zaki, who is coming down for this race. Joel, you found one to beat Zaki as well. Yeah, well, it's interesting with Zaki. A bit of a difference between 1,300 and 1,600. So it's hard to know, you know, which race he's really been targeted at. I think Sydney was the initial plan. Obviously, the, the big wet has seen him come down here. So I think he's a little bit vulnerable at 1,600 first up, but certainly very hard to beat. I've gone with five, Mr. Brightside. I thought he was excellent first up at 1,400. It was a fast run race. He attacked the line strongly. Good late splits. He drew nine of 12 there. He draws better here so he can settle closer. That was a, a pretty quick run race. I'm not sure it's as here. We haven't got more Varda and a couple of the others that were on speed in that race. So I think he's just going to lob in the right spot, Mr. Brightside, and gets his chance to maybe beat a star here, a number one Zaki. A 10 inspirational girl I've got in for third. She's a, a classy mare. Six-year-old now, only had the 14 starts. Obviously had to do her issues, but she's won nine of them. And her two goes here in Melbourne at Wake for Age, Group 1 level around Caulfield have both been excellent. One uh, run last prep before she went amiss and they tipped her out. And, and then again in the all first up was excellent. Blinkers on here. She's certainly a winning hope. And six corner pocket who won that race a fortnight ago. Beating Mr. Brightside. Well, that's eight from 10 now. So how can you not get me? He certainly looks to have taken the next step. Five on top though from one, 10 and six. Yeah, and with the 10 inspirational girl, her run in the CF4 first up was, was very good. It was certainly... Helped to be close to the speed to find he was able to um, control the race there. But from a wide draw, had to go to set a long way back in the field. Inspirational girl. She reeled off a, some very quick light splits. <clears throat> very good return. She's unbeaten. Second up, she drops to 53 kilos here. Um, I just thought the price. I'd rather back her than the favourite Zaki, who just has, has to be included. The recent uh, first up win in the tramway was excellent. And no doubt a... Uh, very good horse who just had that little bit of a flat run last prep at Caulfield. Um, beaten by Probabil is obviously a very, very handy mare. <clears throat> but look, the form around it was excellent. Um, just thought the 10 was a better price, uh, better betting option anyway. In for third, I got one who is first up in Australia, uh, Banker's Choice. A bit of a winning streak, this horse. Um, Mike Moroni trains. He does consider this horse one of the better ones. Come out of New Zealand recently. Uh, the form around his New Zealand form, <clears throat> form out of his um, New Zealand wins have been very good. He's I thought he's over the odds, over the odds in this. And in for fourth, I have the six corner pocket, um, just flying and going from straight strength to strength. I've got that deserved black type winner last start. <clears throat> My numbers ten one and three and six. Yeah, I'm almost identical. I've gone for inspirational girl as well to be Zaki. The other two, the other way around, Mr. Brightside, Banker's Choice, 10 one, ten one uh, five and 3. And if um, you want to read more about Banker's Choice, Dan has spoken to Mike Moroni on page 95 of your winning post this week. Fun facts about the Blaney. Suavito is the only mayor to have won it in the past 20 years, so that's a bit of bad news for me and Dan with Inspirational Girl. And who begot you is the only one of the past, that was 2011, only one of the past 17 blamey stakes winners to have jumped from a double-figure barrier, which is bad news for Pondus. Race seven is the big one. It is the Australian Guineas. It is 1,600 metres set weights for three-year-olds. Group one worth a million bucks. 
Coast watch has come out, but there's still 16 to face the starter and, in fact, still one more emergency to get a run. Uh, Joel, how did you analyse the Australian Guineas? Yeah, well, as we touched on before, there's a few question marks. Um, it's a tricky race to assess, and I think there's quite a few hopes, but I have gone for three Profondo. I think he's a special talent, and I think he can... His class can get him over the line here. He's going to... Look, it's going to be really interesting where he settles. He's He's been, you know, sort of top three, top four in all of his runs, but wide gate here, first up mile. It'll be interesting to see what they do with him. Try and get cover midfield, perhaps. Three wide with something to follow. And, look, I think he's going to reach some great heights, and I think he can win this first up and just to cement himself as a bit of a star of the turf. I am already on... Uh, Pachero, number 15, and I think he can win. I was very keen on him in the CS Hayes. Oh boy, he got the staggers late, but I think it was a good run because he was there in front to be beaten, and you know he hadn't led it either of his starts today. Nothing wanted to take him up. Uh, Damien Lane sort of shot him for home quickly after turning for home, and he was just that sitting shot for pinstripe. But I think ridden with cover here, he can get the mile and run very well. 11 Spirit of Gaylord is a roughie for me. He is a bit untapped, this bloke. He just progressed nicely in the spring. I uh, thought the first up run at Caulfield wasn't too bad, 1,400. Back to the bigger track. He's had a nice jump out in between. At big odds, I'll be including him. And in for fourth, number nine, Pinstripe. Got to love that will to win. He really knuckled down to reel in Pachero in the CSAs. And, uh, yeah, we don't really know how good this bloke is. He might just keep improving. Obviously, other chances include Captivant and Hitotsu, I would have thought, are the next couple that you probably should be thinking about for the quaddy. Three on top, though, for me, from 15, 11, and 9. And with Captivant on top, I think he's ticking over well, uh, his preparation. He's two runs back from a spell. Um, kept coming for third in the CS Hayes Stakes last start behind the Quinella there of um, Pinstriped and Pescaro. <clears throat> I just think third up now. Back to 57 kilos. He had to carry 59 and a half last start and given some horses weight, but back to 57 here. Third up um, over a trip. He's um, one over and he's placed in a Caulfield Guineas in the spring to Animo. So class Colt um, looks looks, um, looks the one to beat, I think, for mine. Profondo, Totso, the two group one wins uh, last preparation were, were enormous. Just a little query for mine first up, but obviously can't doubt their talents. In for in for fourth, I have the nine pinstripe too. Um, got the job done over fourteen hundred meters last start. Just kept fighting there, and obviously got a good will to win. Looking forward to in the rides the 1,600 meters looks suitable for him. So yeah, a race of many chances, but I'm going with the two on top of the three, the one, and then the nine. Uh, yes, I too am going for captive and just thought, uh, just can't get over the uh, the fact that those horses are tackling this first up, especially if it's starting to uh, get a bit testing uh, by this time. Um, but I could certainly be wrong. So uh, I've gone for the CSA's form and I just went for captive and with the weight advantage over pinstripe. So captive and pinstripe profondo. It's Otsu to nine. Three and one fun facts about the Australian Guineas. Four of the past five winners have jumped from gates one to five. The previous six jumped from seven or wider, so that's probably all fairly coincidental. 
Uh, Luna Fox last year, of course, famously winning at uh, $301. The only Australian Guineas winner in its 36-year history to have finished further back than fourth at his or her previous start, which would rule out a few. No, Philly has completed the vanity Australian Guineas double. That will continue because uh, Bonza Pearl is the only Philly here and she did not run. In the vanity race eight at Flemington on Saturday is the ATA Bob Hoisted Handicap 1,000-metre listed event over 1,000 metres. Joel? Yeah, I've gone with Melkovich on top. It was a bit of a hard luck story if you were on at the big odds last week in the Oakley Plate, but he ran very well. If he handles the quick backup from that uh, testing on-speed run, then I think he's going to be hard to beat. He's performed well down the straight before. So I've lent his way. I've put one trekking in for second. He's still in in Sydney, but he's no good on wet track. So I think they'll run here despite the huge weight, 63. Um, so he's you know he's got a bit to carry, but he's a class runner. And he, look, he's not really a 1,000-metre horse, but last prep, his first two runs back at 1,000 metres, they were you know, third behind Nature Strip in the Concord, third in the Moyer. So... Just for a sprint down the straight, I think he can lump that weight and run well. 12, It's Me, is a real talent. Obviously, she had a long time off. She resumed in the Triscay. Uh, probably not enough pressure up front for her there, but she ran well. It was a pass mark. She'll strip a lot fitter. And nine, Sword of Mercy, very consistent mare, has good form down the straight. And that was a good third in the Rubiton. The runner-up came out and placed in the Oakley Plate last week. Four on top for me from one twelve and nine. Yeah, really open race. I think uh, give a winning chance to all bar maybe the three or high stranger. So I've, for a bit of value, down the bottom of the page, the, 11, uh, the 13, Estella Rocker. Um, she proved herself in some, against some good sprinting horses last spring. Um, a couple of thousand metre races at Mooney Valley. The second's a Ballistic Glover. I think that's great form. And then ran well in the McEwen Stakes. Wait for age level. Um, looking to start in the small field first up. Third or, four, um, third or fourth there. Was beaten within a length um, down the straight. Our first go, but drawn the right side and has a good second up form. Two wins from three starts and a second. Um, this is a ideal trip. I just thought, yeah, in a race so wide open as this, thought one at a, at a bigger price might <coughs> appeal as a, a punting play. So the thirteen on top for me, Estella Rocker. In for second, I got the four Malkovich. Uh, very good in Oakley Plate last weekend on the back up here and um, has seen the straight before. Uh, for second one, a good straight horse in Alvorsen. Third, trekking. And in for fourth, I have the 10 and the better than what we saw last start. Um, ran well down the straights. Uh, Melbourne Cup Day last uh, last spring. My numbers, 13 on top of the four, one, and uh, eight. Uh, yeah, I am with sort of murky, like the, um, like the Oxley Road form. Uh, there and the ability down the straight to beat uh, Malkovich, It's Me and Brooklyn Hustle. That takes care of the black type at Flemington on Saturday. Recapping our specials, uh, I my best was race five, number one, Overpass, and that was my value bet race eight, number nine, Sword of Mercy. Joel's best race two, number five, Tiger, Tiger, value bet race four, number six, More Profits, and... Daniel's best was, like me, overpass race five, number one. And his value bet was in race number four. And that was number 11, Jal Lay. So that wraps up Flemington. The other big 
of venue for racing on Saturday is Royal Ramwick. Going to be wet again, heavy 10 as we talk to you. Probably haven't finished with the rain either. Um, the black type starts in race two, and that is the Yarraman Park Risling Stakes. 1,200 metres, set weights for two-year-old fillies, previously known as the Risling Slipper Trial, key event in the lead-up to the Slipper in a Fortnight. Joel, what did you like? Yeah, well, I'm with the Spruiked filly, number seven, Grease. Uh, she won her first trial. I think there was still 51 available for the Slipper. That didn't last long. She came out and won a second trial, and she's just trickled in ever since. She's $11, which seems incredibly short. But, uh, look, the plan is to win this and then go straight into the Slipper. She's the... Full sister to Loving Gabby, cost $1.2 million. She's won both her trials on good ground. So I guess it's a bit of an unknown here, but um, big wraps, and I think she's up to it. Uh, one Russian conquest looks the logical. She won her first two and then pushed Cool and Gatter all the way in the Magic Millions on the Gold Coast. So that looks the right form. Three queen of the ball. I'm a fan. She was a bit disappointing in the silver slipper. The rider thought she didn't handle the wet. So that's a real problem for Saturday. But uh, we'll throw her in for third and six dashing legend. Four wide the trip on debut on the Kenzo track. Uh, behind her was She's Extreme, who was placed last week at stakes level. So not a bad maiden. Uh, she won't be four wide here, I wouldn't have thought. So she's a chance. Seven from one, three, and six. We've got the one on top of seven. Russian uh, really pushed Cool and Gatter in the Magic Millions uh, two-year-old race <clears throat> uh, nearly two months ago now. So she's a few weeks in between runs off no trials since, but she showed those first three starts. I think she's the one to beat. Seven, Greece, obviously unraced, but the two trials have been um, quite impressive. In for third, Queen of the Ball, excellent win first up. Revolutionary Miss going on to Frank the Form since. Um, and then, okay, last start, the Silver Slipper. In for fourth, I got one at a huge price. It's also run down to run in Brisbane as well. That's stuck in a dream, the eighth. Um, we'll get a wet track here. She was very good on a wet track on Daboo. Um, obviously much stronger race, but I think she's uh, got a bit of talent and maybe could sneak into a third or fourth spot at a huge price. One, seven, three, and eight. Race five at Randwick on Saturday. Sorry, race three. We're up to race three, which is the uh, Colts division. Yes, it has been University of New South Wales. Todman Stakes, 1,200 metres, uh, same conditions. Group two, Joel, what did you like here? I've gone with seven show court. He might be more a size type, but uh, interesting to see here. I thought he was very good on debut at Canterbury. I liked him there off some good trials. He just got back from the wide gate. I got into a bumping duel on the turn and then was very strong. Had the third fastest last 200 of the night. He's a three-quarter brother to Doubtland by Snitzel. I think he'll handle the wet. At $10, I'll play him each way from two charlatan. Expecting more from him. Had a bit of a task in the silver slipper. You know, probably expected him to savage the line a bit better than he did. But um, I think there's a plenty of improvement to come. One, Sajardin didn't lose many admirers first up in the English Millennium. He trekked a wide path, and I thought he stuck on really well for third. He's certainly going to be hard to beat. And number eight, Custodian, saved for this from last week. Um, there was good support for him. He's the half-brother to Profondo, who has won his trial really well. Um, there must be clearing the wet track to have scratched him last week. So that's a, a little bit of a query, but he looks talented. Pretty good race. Seven for me from two, one and eight. Yeah, similar numbers. I've also got the seven on top show courts. Um, not much to add. Not much to add on what Joel said, but straight in the black book after that debut run at Canterbury. Um, 
running on strongly <coughs> after, yeah, copying a little bit of troubles, copying a little bit of interference at the top of the straight, but a very good finish. Looks a smart colt and happy to back him here. In this, got the one in next to Darden. Um, sort of covered ground in the millennium, but kept coming to the line into third. Quite a smart pair there. Um, he's had to put a foot wrong in three starts. In for third, I have the eight custodian uh, on raced Colt, trialling well, and I've got the four in for fourth, psychiatrist. Very impressive win. Uh, first up, seems to do it quite easily. Obviously harder here, but looks a Colt, uh, Colt with a bit of talent. Seven, one, eight, and then four. Race four, Randwick on Saturday. Celebrations, Randwick City Stakes, 2,000 metre listed quality handicap. Joel? Yeah, interesting race. Um, I mean, Mighty Beal was so dominant winning the Parramatta Cup, but there's a few weight swings against him. Some others will be fitter, and there's a couple of others coming out of other races. I think it's a pretty wide-open contest. I've gone with... It's not one run too early. He ran in the same mile race, the Gardenia, that Mighty Beal and No Compromise came out of to Quinella, the Parramatta Cup, and he was just as good. Only Shadow Crush, who was electric that day, had a faster last 200. Uh, Luncey's wasn't entered for the Parramatta Cup, but skipped that. Comes here second up. Uh, I'll go with him at double figures. To beat four Mighty Beal, just such a dominant win. Joined in, pulled away and won impressively there. Think he can beat No Compromise again, although he really did have flashing lights on him. As he has all three runs this prep, he's produced some of the fastest sectionals all day at, uh, at every of those, all of those three runs this time in. Just whether he's looking for 2,400 now is just a, a tiny query on my mind. And seven, Zarek, I was with him through the spring. He was a bit of a tease, but he ran really well. Thought it was a good run first up at 1,400. If he's found that length or two that he needs to, to win a race, uh, you know, in this company, then he certainly can be very competitive with this lightweight. Six on top, though, from 4, 11, and 7. He has been teasing this prep, no compromise. I'm going to stick with him. Here, fourth up. Um, look, he's a very good wet tracker who <clears throat> I think is ready to win now. Was 1,900 to 2,000 metres, perhaps looking for a bit further, as Joel touched on, but um, he's yet to run poorly. And as I said, the wet track will, um, I think, certainly help him, um, unlike a few of these. So 11 on top for me. Seven in next, Zarek. I thought it was a very good return. Benchmark level, um, 1,400 metres are certainly a distance well short of his best. Sharply up in trip here, um, the previous second up winner, and good form last preparation without winning in some um, some better staying races. And this in for third, I got the six Lunces and the four in for fourth. The consistent mighty Beal eleven seven six four. Race five at Rambig on Saturday. Highland Race Colours Challenge Stakes one thousand meter Group Two at weight for age worse worth. Uh, $500,000. Uh, all the talk is about the boys in this race, but Phillies and Mares have won the challenge stakes in eight of the past 14 years. Joel? Yeah, just one mare takes her spot here, and that's September run. Been a long time between drinks for her, but she's uh, competed quite well at the highest level. Wouldn't be a total shock if she was in and around the minor money, but I think it's a match race. One and two. Look, Eduardo will be better back around a bend. He beat Nature Strip in this race last year. Nature Strip probably wins the lightning if he doesn't get into that bother at the start. Um, a little between them because they both love wet tracks. I've leaned the way of Nature Strip. One from two. Eight remark. Very interesting runner. He's much shorter in the market in the three-year-old race later in the day, which he is an emergency for. Uh, he had breathing issues in the spring. 
hopefully that's been rectified because he is a talent. I'll throw him in for third if he's here. And four, Splintex. Never won first up, but he was a pretty good fourth in the show county first up last prep. And importantly, he's two from two and heavy, so he can be somewhat competitive. One from two, eight, and four. Yeah, one on top of two for me as well. Clear best sprinters in the race and the, the best wet trackers in the race as well. Nature Strip outstanding to that slow start in the Lightning. Um, Eduardo probably better suited around the bend as he is down the straight, but um, certainly I think help him at least um, kind of the, the distance of the last start in the Lightning when Nature Strip was able to get beaten by a length and a half. But I still think the one will be on top of the two. For me, September run, I think, is the best roughy in the race. Um, she didn't run poorly last prep, but I think a couple of started, you know, $5 favourite on a couple of occasions, and she just um, would run on well for sort of third and fourth. Certainly had her chance um, on a couple of occasions, but wasn't far away. Um, I'm seen on a heavy track, but has one, two starts on a soft track, and I've got the exciting Colt remark in for fourth. One, two, seven, eight. Race six at Randwick on Saturday is the Tokyo City Kiba Fireball Stakes. 1,100 metres listed set weights and penalties for three-year-olds. Joel? Good race, this. Um, some very talented three-year-olds. So I've gone with three Mizzou. Very good first runners at Gelding, uh, winning with 59 kilos, giving plenty of weight away to Zapateo. Abel Willie was in that race, as I mentioned earlier. I know he's got the same colours and same trainer, but he just reminds me a little bit of Red Zell, this bloke who showed... Plenty of talent through his two and sort of early three-year-old career, but just wasn't putting it together. They gelded him and he just got better and better. Uh, he might be in a similar mould, Mizzou. He'll need to take another step because, as I said, this is a deep race. Number 12, a very fine red. I'll be having something on her. She's a good filly. She flew at the line in the Heritage three runs back. That was behind Home Affairs. They rode her upside down in the Roman console and she should have won on Oaks Day at Flemington. That was a hard watch. Um, she will be zooming home late. Two Profiteer will go fast. Well, considering he did everything wrong in the Lightning, to be beaten just over four lengths was not a bad effort. Uh, he's proven at this track. As I said, he'll be up there for a long way. And nine Zerastro has won two from three, and his only defeat came at the hands of Pulele. So there's no knocks on his form. The chances don't end there, however. Three on top from 12, two, and nine. Yeah, and with the nine Zerastro on top... <clears throat> Um, two wins, benchmark grade. Last preparation, I think he can take the next step uh, this time in. The two trials have been excellent. He's led all the way in those sort of soft jump out winner, uh, trial winners and some good horses in behind him. Um, there, Smirnova was one who was running on into second behind him. The unbeaten Smirnova. And Smirnova will be hard to beat at Mooney Valley Friday night. So Zerastro first up. This is a tough race, as Joel said, but um, I like the look of him and it's the right jockey on board and James McDonald. So the nine on top of the three, Marzu. Uh, very impressive win. First up on a wet track. Um, we certainly going the right way. Two, Profiteer. Obviously very talented Colts on his day. He's a bit wrong in the Lightning, but sort of second up run. Last prep was good behind a smart stable mate and then far too classy for them over 1,000 metres at Flemington. In for, th- in for fourth, I have the six, Dragonstone, who... Um, has been trialling very well in readiness for this. The barrier, a bit of a concern, um, but I'm going to put him in the numbers anyway. He looks a, a promising type. As do a plenty of these in the race. Good race. Nine, three, two, six. First of the group ones and first leg of the quaddy at 
Randwick on Saturday is race seven. Furphy Canterbury Stakes, 1,300 metre standard weight for age. It is worth half a million. And fun facts, mares have won six of the past 12 runnings. There's a couple of mares. Uh, and the favourite has won in six of the past 12 years as well. Joel, what did you like with Zaki out? Yeah, three private eye for me. He's got to prove himself at weight for age, but I think this is the right sort of race that he can do with um, a couple of the big guns missing. Uh, he was very good in the spring, won the show county first up, had the best last 200 of the day there to do so, and then progressed. Fourth up, so obviously that was under handicap conditions, but he's got good fresh form. He's two from two on heavy, and he's been giving th he's been given three trials by Joe Pride, so I'd suggest he's pretty wound up, and all three trials have been very good. So happy to have him on top of eight laws of indices, who was saved from last week for this. Very good run first up. One of the best start the last 600 splits of the meeting behind Lost and Running. He did actually finish ahead of Private Eye off a torrid run there in the Golden Eagle back in the spring. So he's a winning hope. Ten Lighthouse has been well backed through the week. She's been so honest since she's arrived from America. She's stepped up in class each run and just handled it so well. Uh, chased home to Fane in the All Stakes last start. So she's got to be a hope. And best roughy for mine is seven dice roll. He is... You know, another that probably needs to prove himself at this sort of level, but second in the Rupert Clark, just edged out by Sierra Sue in the spring. That obviously reads well. He's also been given three hit-outs leading into this, three jump-outs down in Melbourne, and Reese McLeod follows him up for the ride. He's a bit of a blowout hope. Three for me from eight, ten, and seven. I was really impressed with Forbidden Love last Saturday. Um, she <clears throat> sort of had the race sort of zone up quite, a, quite early, 300 out. It was the horse she wanted to be on, and she put him away nicely. Um, promising promise of success running on in the second, but she was far too good for them. On the quick backup, we'll get similar conditions, um, possibly not a heavy 10, as, as heavy as it was there, but she obviously relishes the wet ground. Got to wait for age, first up behind overpass. Um, just looks to come back a very good order for Bidden Love and I think can take the next step and and win two in a row on within seven days. So she's my best bet of the day at Sydney, the nine. For second, I got the eight laws of indices. Very good behind Lost and Running. First up, um, not much racing recently, but since coming to Australia, the one run in the Golden Eagle was good off a, a tough run there. But <clears throat> second up, um, was a second up winner. Clear second pick in this. Private Eye and Lighthouse ran out of the top four, but keen on the nine on top of the eight, three and ten. Big one is race eight, Moston Copper, Randwick Guineas, 1,600 metres, group one, set weights, three-year-olds, and like the southern one, it's worth a million bucks, and uh, it's all about Animo. A couple of these have scratched to running Melbourne instead. Uh, Joel, uh, there's been, I think there's been four horses that have started odds on in the Randwick Guineas, and three of them have won. And, in fact, the other one, press statement, had no luck whatsoever. 12 of the 16 Randwick Guineas winners have come off a top five finish in the Hobartville Stakes, which NMO obviously fits because uh, uh, he won that race. And eight of the 16 Randwick Guineas winners have carried Saddlecloth 1, which NMO is carrying. Uh, but, again, you found one to beat. Yeah, look, he has... He's got the score on the board against Halal, 3-0, but 
Halal's getting closer. He got very close in the Hobartville second up. And just at the $6, and, you know, you're probably probably going to push even money each way. I thought he was a safer go each way. He's a talent. He just got better with each run in the spring, and he's just going well. He's had two really good runs this time in. So I think he maps to settle with a bit of an advantage over Animo, and hopefully that plays into his hands. But little between them. I've chucked a couple in down towards the bottom um, that uh, could figure in the numbers. A couple of the up-and-comers. Ten War Eternal. He was second in the spring stakes at the end of the spring prep. His two runs back have been good. The Eskimo Prince, uh, the pace didn't really suit there, but he ran well. And good effort beating older horses last time out. That was a dominant win. And 12 Sinbar. He's been a really impressive uh, this time in, beating older horses at Newcastle. Then again on the Kenzo track. bit to like uh, about him. And obviously this is a big step up, but I think he's capable of making it and, and performing quite well. Three halal for me, though, from 1, 10 and 12. Yeah, off that Hobart, Hobartville run, I thought they were the, the main two. Halal, yeah, certainly getting closer, but did have his chance. Sanimo was just too tough, dug deep there, and 1,600 metres third up. He's got an excellent record um, when third up. <clears throat> I think he's the one to beat again. He's on top for me. Three halal, uh, certainly wouldn't shock if he was to win, and and certainly forging out a um, nice little record of his own. Um, obviously, he has a winner of 1,600 metres as well. Did beat Coast Watch at 1,500 metres in the Stan Fox. So they're clearly the two on that Hobartville run. Third in, for me, I've got the six ranch hands. Uh, sorry, not six in. Sorry, the um, four Coast Watch. Wide a draw here, um, but has jumped out since the Caulfield run. Was given a lovely ride there. Of course, I've got a bit of a time for it. Maybe not as classy as the likes of Animo, but um, such an honest horse. And 1,600 metres will suit here. Second up. In for fourth of the two converge. One, three, four, and two. Race nine at Ramwick on Saturday. Third leg of the quaddy is the Ranvet Aspiration Quality, 1,600 metres for fillies and mares at Group 3 level, Joel. Yeah, interesting race to assess. We've got Polly Gray right at the top here, 61. She's giving between seven and eight kilos to all of her rivals, but she is one of the best wet trackers around. She was fifth in this race last year, sitting three wide on a good track. She's had four goes on soft five or worse since and won them all. Granted, they've all been at further than 1,600. But, um, yeah, I've, I've got to have her on top on the heavy ground because she's so good. There's a couple in this that are really suited by the compression of the weights. A seven Legay Soleil was impressive first up. She looks back to her best off a bit of a forgivable uh, previous preparation. And eight Lalude, who was fourth in this race last year, coming off a fourth in the Millie Fox. She was third in the Millie Fox this time around, so she's got to be on track to run very well again. I think they're the two hardest to beat. And 10 Modern Millie, wet track might be the key to this import. She was disappointing first up when well backed, improved on the soft ground at the Valley, and then a bit flat back on top of the ground at Flemington. Chris Wallers uh, whipped her back to Sydney here, and she drops a lot in weight. She might be the one advantaged on wet ground. But uh, one for me from seven, eight and ten. Love Polly Gray as a mare and as Joel said, an elite wet tracker. But the win of Legay Soleil first up was excellent. It was a pleasing to the eye. She uh, was a pretty strong benchmark 88 that day and she um, was far too good for them. To 53 kilos here, second up and 1,600 metres. She too was a very good wet tracker. So <clears throat> these conditions won't hurt her chances whatsoever. Um, I think looks in for a, a really nice preparation. I'm going to be following her for most of it. So 
Uh, the seven on top for me, one poly grey in next, uh, just that wet track form um, is outstanding. Six, the stray, one on the up. Um, good maiden win first up, did it quite easily there. Um, sort of thereabouts without really threatening a couple of sort of stakes races last preparation, but um, wasn't far away. Uh, in for fourth, I have the eight, Lelude. Seven on top of one, six and eight. And bringing us home at Randwick on Saturday, fourth leg of the quaddy race 10. Entire travel, Winona Girl quality, 1,200 metres for mares at Group 3 level, Joel. Sticking with Wanderbar, I was with her first up, expected more rain to come. It didn't come, and the track dried out a bit there to be a good four. She was not really suited by the lack of tempo in the race. Uh, nothing really changed throughout the running, and she battled on okay to hold her spot. The big advantage here is the wet ground. She loves it. She'll be fit a second up. She's won two and placed two from five second up. Noted she is in at Newcastle on uh, Friday. So, look, be interesting to see where they go. But hopefully here, I'm pretty keen on her. Four Bellucci babes going really well. Just needs another win. Just didn't quite savage the line at the end of 1,300 last time out. I think back to 1,200 is ideal. And down towards the bottom, 11 Geist. She'd never really done much first up until last prep. She ran a very good second for more profits and then came out and beat King of Sparta. I think with 53 and a half, she's right in this. And 10 never talk, just has to tick the 1,200 metre box. Ran the fastest last 200 of the day, first up behind Rule of Law. She loves wet ground and she's two from three second up. It's just that final bit of the 1,200 that could be the test. Three for me from four, 11 and 10. Uh, with the two on top in the last, Mabusha, did enough first up in Melbourne. Um, she, she's a pretty good wet track horse. She's six starts on soft track. She's won two and ran second three times. So that to a soft track and <clears throat> to a wet track and that, that run under the belt, uh, well, it's a pretty decent run first up. Um, I think she's a good as chance as any. As in this tricky gal in next, um, flies fresh and loves a wet track. It's in a 54 and a half kilos. So she'll be in the finish, I think. Nine, Matchmaker, the one over the odds, and three, Wanderbar, um, those in the quaddy as well. Uh, two, six, nine, and three in the last. That wraps up a massive meeting and possibly quite wet meeting at uh, Randwick. And Joel's best was Wanderbar, race 10, number three. is value bet, race seven, number three, Private Eye. And Daniel's best up against Private Eye is race seven, number nine, Forbidden Love, Daniel's Value bet race three, number seven, show court. Uh, in Adelaide this week, this Saturday, they are racing at, uh, sorry, in, in South Australia, I should say, rather than Adelaide, they are racing at Murray Bridge. And, Daniel, you're pretty keen on one fairly early in the program in the Dion Koch-trained villainise. Yeah, it looks a pretty promising filly. She's won three of six, um, second in two of those. And looks from the wide draw, just wasn't able to cross. Um, uh, cross, And she was sort of pressured in front as, as one kicked up on the rail. So she was sort of sitting deep and and going quite quickly. She kicks clear, 200 to go, and was just overhauled late by one who had the, the suck run in Larkham. It was a game effort. She drops from 56.5 to 52 kilos here. Ben Price, six aboard, knows her well, has won all three starts on her. And um, slightly better draw here. Should match to lead this quite easily. Can't see anything really pestering her in front or kicking up anyway. So 
Phil and Eyes will be hard to catch. Race three, number eight. Next best comes up in race six. Another award. Thought was excellent first up. Should have beaten um, all banter there at Morpherville Parks. All banter's been going to Melbourne for a stakes race on the, on the weekend. And, yeah, just sort of caught in a pocket from the 400 to the 200. Had to come off heels and um, it's, a, it's a fine, clear air. And when she did, she really attacked the line nicely. Uh, I thought certainly would have won had she got out sooner. Pretty decent second up record without winning. Been around the marks, Mark, and all of those. And um, ticks a lot of boxes, I thought, another award. Race six, number nine. All righty. Doombin uh, is, again, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday. Yeah, a bit of a take two after we didn't quite get off the mark last week. Uh, there is a 10-race card, but with all the uh, all the washouts and uh, listeners in Queensland, hope you are coping okay with the floodwaters up there. Uh, there is a listed race. It is held over from last week. It's race six. Sky Racing Tattersall's Members Cup, 1,600-metre handicap. Daniel? Yeah, pretty much the same field as uh, last week with the exception of Dream Reacher coming into the field, who will be one of the favourites here. Um, haven't got um, that horse in the numbers. I've, I'm sticking with the same numbers I had last week. Profit, sorry, the 4C Raider on top, um, likely, uh, very likely wet track here. She he is unbeaten on a heavy track, three for three. And just with that swing in the weights, I think can um, turn the tables on Profit, who's been very good winning his last two. Certainly um, holds form when he finds it. Hail Manhattan in for third, good wet tracker as well, and wasn't far behind Profit and C Raider last start. In for fourth, I have the, the um, consistent smart meteor. Um, sort of working his way through the grades and gets a it's a crack at listed revel, deservedly so on the back of some pretty decent form this preparation. But four on top of the one, two, and then seven. And tell us about your specials at Doom on Saturday. Best bet comes up in the race before with the eight night mariner in race five. Uh, look, best horse in the race. He showed plenty early on, He's had a bit of a setback and so running second in a wink skinny is a group three race at the Sunshine Coast on a heavy track um, to IPT. Bit of an injury layoff and was first up for 18 months or so, first up for about 20 months actually when resuming at Doombin last start. Was quite good there. Um, fourth behind Cracker SG, a one who was sort of promising to win one. And Knight Mariner, I think, would have certainly finished in the top three had he not um, been caught in traffic in, in the run home. Was a bit of a messy race, a few hard luck stories. And he certainly would have finished top three with. with Clear running. Very good run considering as a first up for quite some time. Uh, better for that. And <clears throat> the wet track won't hurt him. So eight on top, uh, the best bet in race five. Race five, number eight. Uh, the value comes up uh, later in, in the day. Um, smart image was a value last week uh, for me, obviously, in, in the abandoned meeting. A recent trial has been very good. And I think a big chance at a sort of double-figure odds. But the, the best value comes up in the last. I think Tremonto is a really good horse. He just didn't have much go right last start. Uh, covered ground from the 800 metres and then um, pulled up with a couple of issues post-race. <clears throat> um, if he can get his best form here and if he's right, um, I think even in a, a wide-open field, he's a, a really good winning tra- chance. Drawn to get every chance here especially. So... Tremonto, smart image, I think two of the better value bets of the day at Dooman. Race seven and race 10. Joel, did you have any thoughts about Dooman? No, nothing for me there, Barks. Just um, 
Murray Bridge. I'm keen on Veloce Caro in the two-year-old race. He's also in the first at Flemington. I've tipped him on top there, but uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they send him to Adelaide. He's around $6. I think he's got a bit of ability off his trials and jump outs. All righty. Ascot, the venue for uh, WA Metro Racing on Saturday. It is actually Bunbury Cup Day, but... Uh, Bunbury closed for renovations at the moment, so they're running it at Ascot. And there's a few, there's three listed races. Race five is the MGIB Supremacy Stakes for two-year-olds over 1,000 metres and uh, very keen on Amelia's Jewel is our man Greg Hooper, who uh, hasn't actually uh, appeared, but uh, is the $2.50 favourite uh, on the basis of some very impressive trials. The big sentimental bell costume party and Fiorucci Mama seven eight three and one race seven is the listed Bunbury Stakes over fourteen hundred metres, and that is where uh, Greg's best bet comes up. Uh, no great spoil at about a dollar thirty. That's number two clairvoyance. The big four coming around thirteen son of Bacchus and three hot Z. The cup is race eight. It's also a listed race and. Uh, Greg at uh, um, uh, quite an attractive price is keen on number 12 Stafford's lad at about seven bucks. Before Paddy's shadow, six Bogart and three true attraction. And Greg's value bet on the card is race four, number one National Guard, who uh, hasn't been seen for some time. Watch the betting there. Joel, earlier in the day across the Tasman, they are racing at uh, Ellerslie and Wingatui. Yeah, it's New Zealand Derby Day. Uh, on Saturday at Ellerslie. Pretty good support program too with a few stakes races. Uh, my best is race one, number two, with all my heart. He's been knocking on the door of late. A few fourths, few thirds. He had a duck egg two runs back, but that was a horrible watch. He just never got clear. It was a good third last time out. I thought that was a stronger 65. He's got 59 kilos still, but he's been carrying those big weights. And I think uh, if he just gets a little bit of luck, he'll be too strong for this field. My value bet comes up in the Oaks lead up, the Sunline Vars, race six. There's a few nice fillies in here. Glory Bound will be hard to beat. But number eight, Bellatrix Black. I've been following her through the midweek level. She was uh, runner-up twice. That starts two and three. And then last time out, gee, that was an impressive win. She was wide. She was working the whole way. And she just put them to the sword. I know this is a step up in class, but she's a Redwood filly, just getting better with each run. And as she gets up in trip, they've made her the value bet. In terms of the feature, the derby, well, we've got a shorty this year. We've got one filly, and it's La Creek, and she's just building a picket fence. She smashed them in the Avondale Guineas. It's probably not a vintage New Zealand derby, to be fair, but um, she looks the one to beat. I thought the best roughie was 11, Privileged Son, from the Baker Forsman team. Only a maiden win last time out, but it was strong. He's been drawing wide gates and having some tough runs. He's got barrier two on Saturday. I think he's ticking along nicely for a bit of a roughie. Uh, Wingatui is the other meeting down in the south. Uh, race five, number two, career away is the best. Got the cash for us a few weeks ago. That was on a heavy track, but it was a soft win and does have form on dry ground. So I'm not too worried about it um, being a little bit firmer. I think he can win again. And the value bet race eight, number 10, Philite. I was with this a couple of weeks ago. It was a fairly ordinary ride. Just had no luck out wide and I probably should have pushed forward like the winner eventually did. Um, but uh, yeah, it was caught wide and then dropped out. Prior to that, was ticking over really well. Has a good gait, and I think can uh, be given another chance here at each way odds. 
Alrighty, that wraps up a massive weekend of racing around Australasia. Brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, the Lazy Lobsters. Well, I just I feel like Greg Chappell when he was he had that run of failures, but he was hitting the ball well, but he just kept getting out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had uh, El Patroness last week, and uh, geez, well, who was to know? Well, I suppose it's Caulfield, so there's every chance you're going to have a red hot rails. Uh, Hmm. rails track, but uh, El Patroness uh, still a very, very uh, good run, but they don't pay for those. Joel Mawanga, also not far away. And Daniel, you went for the safe option of uh, having, a, having, <laughs> having a better doom and well knowing that it just wasn't going to go ahead. Uh, anyway, this time I am going to look, I, I'm going to keep sticking with these fairly short ones that I'm fairly keen on and uh, I do love I do love the sales restricted races uh, with set weights and penalties where one of them on ratings is absolutely chucked in, and that is Flemington race five, number one, overpass. Joel, where are you going? Yeah, I'll go Flemington also a bit earlier, though. Race two, number five, Tiger Tiger to knock off uh, the favourite Crystal Pegasus. Uh, I like the look of Phil and I's. I think she can make her way to Melbourne and, and be competitive. So Murray Bridge uh, for my 20, race three, number eight. All right, that wraps up another big hour-long podcast and leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already, all the form for the Valley on Friday night. Field to everyone else on Friday. There is the Black Top Friday, which uh, due to time constraints we didn't get to, which is uh, the Group 3 Newcastle New Market. So we've got fields, overviews and colours for that meeting. Uh, then all our usual form for Saturday and Sunday as well. It is online now via winningpost.com.au in shops first thing Friday morning. But uh, stay safe, stay dry, drink plenty of water, back plenty of winners. We'll talk to you next week on the preview podcast.